Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. If you are hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. I am your friendly neighborhood moderator, Taylor Smith. I'm joined here today by our two stars, Sean Daly. Happy to be here. And Pat Smith. Uh, Two Jaeger bombs, please. Of course, we also have our resident fact checker, Devin Mabe, in the background. Hi there, Devin. Howdy. This is the Duval Hot Takes Podcast. Let's get right into it. Booyah! And it seems only fitting that the first episode of the Duval Hot Takes Podcast should line up perfectly with the first game of the Jaguars preseason, Jags Saints. Let me hear your reactions. What do you think about it? Well, you know, the Jaguars, they didn't win the game. And let me tell you, it's not the end of the world, okay? When you're watching preseason football games, it's all about the eyeball test. It's all about getting the rust off. You got out there, you saw Blake and the first team put seven points on the board. Beautiful naked bootleg, okay? Just because the game ended 24-20, to 20, it does not mean anything. It means a school of douche. You do not get anything for winning a preseason game. The Cleveland Browns got a beautiful, nice little preseason champion trophy last year. 4-0. How'd that translate to the regular season, Pat? How many wins they get? Uh, I think a, a lot. Zero, right? Yeah, yeah, no. They got as many wins in the regular season as I did. As the Orange Park Raiders. As, uh, you know, the Bartram Trail, whatever the hell the Bartram Trail team is. They got as many wins in the regular season as they did. It means nothing. So if you're a Jaguar fan and you're bummed out and thinking, oh, same old Jaguars losing again. Can't win a preseason game. Can't beat the third stringers on the Saints. Do me a favor. Look at yourself in the mirror and you got to figure out what it is you're looking for in a preseason game. You're not looking for wins. You're looking for the eyeball test. I can't stress that enough. And the ones look good against the ones, okay? We'll break it down a little more, but that's just what I wanted to get off my chest to start the podcast. Yeah, I mean, again, like you said, teams that go 4-0 in the preseason get nothing at the end of it all. Trash. Trash. You get no participation trophy. You don't get an extra draft pick. You don't go anywhere with it. Colts, I mean, remember when the Colts went 12-4 and every year? Yeah, They would yeah. win four. How many preseason games? None. Yeah, they zero. Didn't win it. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you do in the preseason game. It's what happens in the regular season. The freaking Patriots went 16-0, and 0-4 in the preseason. That's it. A dish Zero. It. Okay, it does not translate. Focus on the position battles. Focus on who's coming out on the field and figure out who's doing the job for you better than the next guy. That's the main thing you're looking at with preseason games, okay? You're looking at your second and third stringers, and you're seeing how they match up, okay? You want people to pop off the tape. You're picking one guy out of the field almost every time, and you're thinking in the third, fourth quarter, that guy might make some meaningful plays for my team this year, whether it's in special teams, whether it's in the kicking game, whether it's in pass protection or run blocking, anywhere. You're looking at position-on-position battles, and that's a great transition to uh, get into the next topic here, which are those position battles. Is there any names that popped off the tape for you, Pat, watching the game? We got Cody Kessler. We got mm-hmm. Tanner Lee. Yep. Okay. You Obviously, that's one of the most important positions on the field. So where do you think you're sitting on those guys? Well, you know, Cody Kessler uh, started some games for Cleveland. Okay. That doesn't mean much. 
All right, but he did. He has some starts under his belt. He understands the preparation and what goes into it. So that's a good guy to have in the room. That's a good guy to have in the room with Blake. And he's not too good to the point where people are calling for Blake's head after he throws one bad pass. Because I, I can't stand that. People were calling for Henny last year at some point. I thought that was ridiculous. You've got Blake Bortles so much upside. You're going nowhere with Henny. All right, you're going nowhere with Kessler. He's somebody you just want to put in there for maybe three weeks. Maybe Blake pulls a hand or something, has a short-term injury. Kessler's the kind of guy you can throw in there to right the ship for the meanwhile. Maybe win one out of three games. Just keep the season afloat until Blake can get back. Which I think is good as long as Kessler proves that he's serviceable. Which he did at certain points uh, last night. He did look like somebody who could run an offense. He doesn't have a lot of talent. That's not what you're looking for. He doesn't have a lot. He's not fast. He's just a guy that can right the ship and can call the plays out, have a clean huddle, clean break in the huddle. People will listen to his voice. And that's what I was looking at. I was actually looking more at Tanner Lee, seeing if we could catch lightning in a bottle, maybe get rid of Cody Kessler and have Tanner Lee step up as the backup and possibly at some point, you know, bring back on that investment that they made into him in the sixth round, right? Took him in the sixth round or seventh round. And so maybe have something coming back for Tanner Lee, but it looks like he just crapped the bed, man. I just, yeah, I didn't like anything I saw out of Tanner yeah, Lee. I mean, you said get lightning in a bottle. I wish lightning would have struck Tanner Lee. <laughs> I mean, the guy yeah. just... Just, just to reiterate, like you said, Cody Kessler, serviceable, looked really good. 14 to 17, 139 yards, got a tutty out of it. Now, when my uh, when my co-host says he wishes Lightning would have struck Tanner Lee, he means in the Marvel comic book hero sense as to where Lightning would strike him and he would get the powers of a serviceable quarterback. He doesn't want injury to to occur to Tanner Lee. Don't think we're wishing injury on him. He's still got a great name, right? No, yeah, I'd rather have a rock at third string. Uh, I'd say we put Tanner Lee. Dwayne Johnson? I mean, if he's willing to come down. Absolutely. Uh, Tanner Lee, Rock the boat. I would rather say, you know, hey, go fill up the water cooler or something, but I'm afraid he'll end up putting bleach in it as well. So, uh, the guy crazy! Went... crazy! Hey, uh, Tanner, can you uh, please get the Gatorade for the guys? Uh, I don't know what Gatorade is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't spell Gatorade. What? <laughs> guy went four of eight, 37 yards, two fumbles. Yeah. He looked like a deer in headlights out there. Yeah, he definitely looks like he sits down when he pees. That's absolutely sure. I don't <laughs> I, I don't think the guy has taken a masterful pee in his entire time. Tanner Lee cannot pee. I'm putting that out there right now. Put tape on Tanner Lee's ass and on the bench so that he can't get back off of it. <laughs> All right. I think that's – I, I feel bad for Tanner Lee now. I've come around. Tanner, I hope you do well in the next game, man. I feel All bad. Right. Jesus. <laughs> play, Poor play, guy. Play some Madden, man. Do something, okay? Watch tape. <laughs> we also had uh, Corey Grant, TJ Eldon, uh, yep. both guys on contract years, both guys with the power to relieve Fournette on the field. And um, Grant looked good. I mean, he looked good last year. A lot of flashes off him. He is quick. He is evasive. I love his feet. I love what he brings to the game. He takes the outlet passes. He can go beat you to the sideline. Uh, 39 yards off of him. Uh, eight carries, six yards. Absolutely. What's going to get Corey Grant into the offense more is pass protection. As long as he can protect Blake, that's good. And now TJ Yeldon's pretty darn good in pass protection. I think that's what's kept him a jersey this t- this whole time is that when he's standing next to Blake, Blake can trust that he's going to he's going to pick up the blocker. Now if Corey Grant, I've seen some missed blocks. You know that's what I right. mean? It's a, that's his problem. He's a great mm-hmm. receiver out of the backfield, but you got to be able to block too. And he's a little smaller, so he's got to come from that Darren Sproles school of small guy, big heart. 
hurt. You know what I mean? Just going to step is, up. He and is chip a small you. guy, but he, I mean, again, like you said, TJ Elton also not very big, but he can pick up that block. You could argue and say that if we use Corey Grant more in the AFC Championship game, might have won that game. I didn't see Corey Grant the entire second half. In the first half, he was a great changeup. Mm-hmm. You know, you come, you smash it with Lenny right down your throat, and then guess what? We got a changeup with Corey Grant. You know, all of a sudden, the Mike linebacker or the weak side linebacker has to pick up Corey Grant coming out in the swing route, changes up the whole field, opens up the middle of the field. Dangerous for in that swing route. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Dangerous so quick, man. And so, yeah, I'd love to see Corey Grant um, unseat TJ Yeldon in that comfy backup running back he's, position he's ha- uh, held on to last few years. So, yeah, now Corey Grant looked good. I like Corey Grant a lot. Uh, the receivers look good. D.D. Westbrook, 3-for-32. Uh, Shane Wynn trying to make the squad at 3-for-39. Uh, I think he's on the bubble. I think Shane Wynn's got a it's really... crowded room. Oh, it is. Oh, my God. The wide receiver group is six deep. Let's name them. All right? They're all like the same guy. Let's name them. Marquise Lee just signed him to a, a four-year deal, 16-5 guaranteed. He's going nowhere. The only where he, only place he's going is to the IR. Because you can, I can already tell you, man's gonna get hurt at some point. Okay, it always happens. His nickname is the uh, albino tiger because you never see him. Okay, <laughs> he's but when he's out there, he's good. Okay, but he just can't get on the field. So Marquis Lee's definitely gonna have some. He's gonna get hurt and get out of bed one day, and he's not gonna be able to play. And so guys are gonna have to step in, and that's why you got five other guys right behind him. You got D.D. Westbrook. The Blitnikoff winner of for the wide receiver position in college in 2016. All right, you've got Keelan Cole, fan favorite, just came undrafted. Really, he fought hard in the preseason last year. Keelan Cole was the guy that came out and was like, you know what? I think Henny threw him a 60-yard pass in the mm-hmm. first game, and then Keelan Cole, boom, guess what? Made great plays in the regular season. And then you've got uh, just DJ Chark was the first offensive player selected by the Jaguars uh, at the wide receiver position, and then like uh, I think I'm at Dante Moncrief. Yeah, your guy. Oh, you oh, love yeah. some Moncrie. Love me some Moncrie. Oh yeah. If we do, we have a sarcastic sounder or whatever. How can, how can we let people know that you don't mean that at all? Yeah, no. I would. I would rather push lemonade on Moncrief the street <laughs> than have Moncrief play another down. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. I believe it. I, I see mean, it in your eyes. I, I I can't stand the guy. I can't stand the big I'm up. just picturing you on the side of the road of my cream. Get your lemonade. Got your lemonade here. How, would you, how much would you sell lemonade for? Uh, honestly, on Moncrief, if I'm going to try and get sales, probably 25 cents. 25 cents? Yeah. Okay. All right. Shout out to my boys on Moncrief. <laughs> I don't think those guys want lemonade. Yeah, I agree. 25 I agree. 25 cents. It's, it's reasonable. It'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I agree. I agree. All right. <laughs> None of that country crock. I'll make it homemade. It's good. <laughs> country, country crock. Shout out to country crock. <laughs> isn't it country time? No, it's, it's, it's country crock. No, country crock is butter, isn't it? Oh, shit. <laughs> You're a country crock, man. Right? Well, it's country we time. It, it'll be country crock on my feet. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on. All right, so we got a fan favorite in Rashad Green, right? Uh, looking oh, at his stat line. Oh, my God. Rashad Green. The guy's in it for the team meals, guys. Team meals and in traveling to see the different cities in America. You know. Because he's not in it for the game. I, I feel like Rashad Green has been on the team for 14 years. I just feel like he's a cloud just hovering over this roster that we need to disperse. I don't know if you've ever... Charlie Brown. Do you ever watch Charlie Brown? Oh, on fan, cartoon? Fan oh absolutely. Show, yeah. There's a character on the show, Pigpen. Always had a cloud of dust around him. That cloud of dust was named Rashad Green. I want him off my team. Okay. Somewhere Rashad Green is muffing something. I don't know what he's muffing, (laughs) 
but he's muffing something. I don't know if you can muff a car, but he's muffing the side of a car. When he gets up in the morning, he muffs out of bed. You know, he just muffs along. I'm tired of it, okay? If you can't catch a punt, it's the only reason you're on the team. You're not going to be catching any passes out of a play. Nobody's drawing up a play for Rashad Green. Nathaniel Hackett isn't going, yeah, let's get the ball to 13 here. The only time you ever try to get the ball to 13 is on a punt, and you have to catch it in order to return the punt. That's the first part, and he's never been able to do it. I feel like every Rashad Green punt return I've ever seen never happened because he dropped it. But you know what? It, it doesn't matter if we don't have him on there because I got Jade Mickens lined up, hungry, oh, yeah. evasive, fast, ready to Mickens. run that pigskin down the field. I mean, it's it's amazing. He almost broke for a kickoff touchdown. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he, was yeah. a, he was a sidestep away from being no loots for, uh, for a big old TD. And do you know what position Mickens plays? Wide receiver. That is one crowded room. I'm you will not. You I'm telling you, Shane Wynn, man, I really hope you catch on a practice squad somewhere, but I don't think there's enough room for you, buddy. Another crowded room, tight ends. Mm. You want to talk about tight ends? All right, we got uh, freaking Austin Safarian Jenkins, who is going to play a lot of downs this year. Numero for the, uno. Absolutely. He's a big, big-time receiver, 6'5", red zone threat. You got uh, O'Shaughnessy, O'Shag Hennessy's office. That's it. I think he might get cut. Niles Paul's a new guy, and you got to keep Ben Koyak because he's the best run blocker you got, and you got to run that rock. So, a lot of position battles. I think one, uh, two to watch is going to be between Niles Paul and uh, Oshag Hennessy's office. Oshag Hennessy! And uh, for that six wide receiver position between Shane Wynn and Jaden Mickens, because I think the other guys are locks. You're not cutting DD, you're not cutting Moncrief, you just signed him. I don't think any of those guys are getting cut, so. It's going to be rough now if you want to talk linebackers. Yeah, I mean, offensive side of the ball is always fun. But let's talk about that that talented defense. Oh, you obviously lost Puzz last year. Uh, got to find a fill-in for that. And we got some guys ready to step up for that. Absolutely, yeah. No, uh, Blair Brown, you know, I, I don't think he played. He did. A, uh, he ended up getting a tackle, I believe. Blair Brown was in the game. I don't remember yeah. him. I, well, well, that should tell you enough. Blair, Blair Brown is. I don't think he's he's looking for a spot anyway. I think uh, this is he's doing this for some downtime. Well, no, I think Blair Brown's going to make the team. From every every blog I'm reading, every stat I'm looking up, it looks like Blair Brown's a shoe in to be on the team. But I don't know. I don't. I've never seen the guy. He, yeah. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, he did have a tackle. All right, Devin has confirmed that Blair Brown did have a tackle. Excellent. Okay, that's fun. Let's talk about the two big guys that really jumped out to me. Okay, let's. We hear got. It. We got our international Kiwi, Mr. Mutapuka, who is a Muta motherfucker. Okay? <laughs> this guy got four tackles, all solos, a sack. Yeah? Looked great. Yeah, dude. Out of Virginia Tech. Hokey, right? That's it. Oh, man. Hokey Nation stand up. Did he have that flow? Did he have a flow going to him? Did I he have some remember. hair? I can't remember. I think he might have. Or I might have. Uh, I might be thinking of my guy, Mantanese Hungaloo. Yeah. Uh, maybe my other Your guy. Hawaiian brother. My Hawaiian. My Polynesian posse, bro. That's it, man. That's what I'm talking about. I think we got to keep both those guys just because of the names. Three tackles, one sack. That's it. Both sack. those guys get yeah. a sack. Yeah, they both got sacks. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy. Both yeah. undrafted. Yeah. Tell Blair Brown to hit the road. Yeah. Oh, you think Blair Brown's gone? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I just, we got yeah. flexibility the linebacker position. I, I just love that Miles Jack and Telvin Smith are concrete, going to be on the, st- uh, the opening day roster. All right? It's going to be week one, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith, and an all-out brawl for that third spot. And we'll see. Uh, Miles Jack is probably going to be your inside linebacker because he, he, he worked under Puzz, and he might be able to slide over and do that. But who's going to take Miles Jack's spot? Who's going to make those plays? Is it going to be Hungaloo? Is it going to be your boy, Matupuaka? 
Or is it going to be Blair Brown? We don't know. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Blair Brown's going to be on the same bus with Tanner Lee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably share a seat getting downtown. Tanner Lee and Blair Brown are locker mates, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. They, they share it. And then you got Leon Jacobs. I think that's his position to lose. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, seventh round out of Wisconsin. Oh, two yeah. tackles for the game. Guy's huge. 6'2", 245. That's all they can talk about at camp, man. Huge. Oh, they love Leon Jacobs. Everybody out here loves Leon Jacobs. That's the guy to look for. But, I mean, I think Hungaloo's got the name, man. I just, I'd just i love to see Hungaloo I think I think Sundays. we got, yeah, Hungaloo or Mutapuka. I'm down for either one. <laughs> I think it's Matupuaka, man. I don't think you're if we, doing if we, enough. If we can get somebody in here to get a confront confirmation on that. Hey, maybe we can get him, man. We can just call him up. I, I would probably, yeah. yeah. Get, get it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Sean, Pat, let's look now into the future. I want to hear you guys talk about players who are currently on the team but might not be in the future. Talk about contract years. All right, I'm thinking Dante Fowler is not long for the Jaguars. I see him gone at the trade deadline. I see him playing for Oakland Raiders, maybe go down there with John Gruden, maybe some SAP team like the Jets or the Browns. I see him somewhere else. They just don't have enough money to spread around. Okay, Dante Fowler cannot eat up seven. He's already eaten up what a seven million dollar cap hit. Is that right, Devin? Yep, seven point four million dollar cap hit. That's already too much. That's already too much. He plays what twenty snaps a game, if that. Right. And and you've already got Malik Jackson. You've got Calais Campbell. You've got Marcel Darius eating a combined forty million dollars in cap plus. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's going to have to go. I think multiple guys off that line are going to have to go. You want to talk about a crowded receiver room. I mean, we've got a crowded defensive line. And an expensive defensive line. I mean, for the time we were trying to build, we were trying to build quick. We were trying to get guys in there, uh, form a line that would be serviceable to help that secondary that we have. Mm-hmm. We did that, but now that window's closing. And these guys, we're not going to be able to see them live out their whole contract without keeping major keys like Jalen. Mm-hmm. I, I think you keep uh, oh, Jalen's going to break the bank, man. Jalen's going to be the highest paid defender in the league. Jaguar fans, I want you to listen to me when I say that again. Jalen Ramsey will be paid more money than any defender in the NFL when he puts pen to paper on a contract. And in order to do that, you cannot pay your D-line $40 million plus, $50 million if you count the other guys, Taven Bryan, Avery Jones, if you, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who also needs to get paid. It's just... This is the problems with having a good team. When you have bad teams, you can pay all the money to three guys, and it's, you know, whatever. You win six, seven games, and everybody's happy because you got your faces, whatever. Who cares? Matthew Stafford. It's great. Mm. All right? No. But with the Jaguar situation, which is a lot like the Seahawks in previous years when they had the Legion of Boom and they had Russell Wilson on the rookie contract, they had, you know, Cliff Averill. They had uh, Michael Bennett. They had Cam Chancellor. They had Richard Sherman. All those guys were on rookie contracts. Rookie contracts, when they got paid— Everything went to crap. R.I.P. Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. They're all done. The only done. guy, the only guy left <clears throat> once out. And I'm thinking Jaguars. If you're selling out, if you're selling out for this season right now, with the one year you got with Malik Jackson, with Calais Campbell, with Avery Jones, with Marcel Darius, with Dante Fowler, these guys aren't going to be here next year. Maybe you go get a, an Earl Thomas. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But that's neither here nor there. Right. No. And again, you know, like you said, over 40 million in space between Malik, Calais, um, and Darius. Darius is a great third down uh, yeah. relief. He's, you know, able to get out. Push her in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calais set the record last year. He's earning yeah. his money at oh, least. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Can't restructure Calais. Can't no. do that. Uh, and, and Malik, I mean, he was, what, we 
brought him in for 90 mil overall, yeah. I oh, think. Oh, yeah. He was the first man. He was the first puzzle piece was right. Malik Jackson out of Denver when they won the Super Bowl. Can't say he's he's earning the money. Well, Malik does jump off the tape. Calais can't be Calais without Malik. I agree. Okay, and so, so if you can, if Taven Bryan, which is, I'm telling you, the Jaguars are thinking towards the future. That's why everybody was like, why are you drafting a D line? We got such a great D line. Not for long. Right, right. Taven Bryan's going to pay for less than what we got going on right oh, now. Yeah. Dave Caldwell's looking at that $40 million. Like, oh, geez. We got to get rid of these guys. Got to trim some of that fat. Got to trim some of that. Because Jalen is going to have 50 plus guaranteed money signing bonus, and he's going to be the highest paid defender in the league. And guess what? There's another guy. Lenny Fournette, you're going to have to pay. Yannick Ngakwe, these are all guys Jaguar fans want, but you can't keep everybody. People are going to have to go, and those are the names. And if you want to talk about people in the contract year right now, maybe some lesser known, like like you said earlier, Dante Moncrief, your favorite player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. One-year prove-it deal. Will he prove it? Can you re-sign him, or are you just renting him to try to get some third-down catches for a Super Bowl run and then get another Dante Moncrief on the cheap, on the cheap next year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, I think that's their plan at the receiver position. But that defensive line is one crowded group. And if they all stay healthy, Jaguars will have the best defensive line in the league again for one year. But this window is closing, Jaguar fans. You have to realize these guys will not be here much longer. And we got to take advantage of it right now. That rush has got to get there. And those cornerbacks have to to really take advantage of it. Because you're only going to have to cover for three, four seconds. That means you can jump routes. That means you can push them on the sideline. That means you can make the right moves and the reads. And get those picks. But when those guys go and the quarterbacks have two, three more seconds, it's going to be harder to defend. So it's the unfortunate name of the business. And remember, guys, you're only sitting on 19 mil in space right now. Oof, if know? that. I mean, so, we, we've got different sources that are saying it might be less than that. So we don't know how much. I mean, 19 mil is from what? Uh, Overthecap.com? Overthecap.com says the Jaguars have 19 mil in space. Do you realize that Jalen Ramsey's hit alone when he signs his contract is going to be upwards of $19 million? That's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be huge. People, I mean, I don't know about other Jaguar fans, but I'll line up with my wallet open if it helps. Absolutely, you got it. If you lose Jalen, you're gonna lose a lot of the fans' trust. But in the fans trust in Dave Caldwell, you've trusted Dave Caldwell, trust the process, and it has worked for them so far. And if you keep Blake on that contract, you got that's a really it's an okay contract. Seventy two million dollars. You see that number? That's not the real number. The real number is guaranteed money. And the guaranteed money is not that bad as compared to some other contracts. Kirk Cousins, $82 million guaranteed. If the Jaguars were to give that money to Kirk Cousins, bye-bye Jalen Ramsey. Right. Bye-bye Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's going to want Todd Gurley money. You can't give him Todd Gurley money if you're paying your quarterback upwards of $80 million guaranteed and you're paying your D-line $50 million. It's just it's going to be a tough situation, but that's the the problems of, of having a good team. And, yeah. and, and Jaguars fans haven't had that for a long time, so it's going to take some time to get used to the fact that these names aren't going to be there much longer. And so you just enjoy it while you got it. This year, you've got everybody, and, everybody. And you mentioned the quarterback position, huge, huge ups to Blake Bortles because he could have easily, easily been a dick and asked for more money. Absolutely. You went to the AFC Championship. Yeah. You were the division leader for mm-hmm. the first time in franchise history. Mm-hmm. You had a great stretch there, six-game I mean, stretch. Look at these clowns like Matt Flynn, right? Joe Flacco. Get big money after just one year of work. Oh, yeah. And then disappear. Mike Glennon. When was the last time you heard of Matt Flynn? Yeah, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn got unseated by uh, Russell Wilson in the preseason. Didn't even start week one. They Matt, gave the guy like $30 million guarantee. Never started a game. Matt Flynn delivered my pizza last night. <laughs> and then he went back to Green Bay, and he got, he stayed on the Seahawks cap, Seahawks cap for a while. I think it was like three years after that in dead money. And Jaguars got dead money too. You know, you got Chris Ivory, right? Still eating up three million. Yep. He's not on the team anymore. 
Chris Ivey's gone. They cut him. And now you got $3 million in dead money. You got Mercedes Lewis has some dead money. Brad Nortman, the, the, the Brad Nortman has mm. dead money. It's, it's Sample. You remember Sample? Jared Sample, yeah, from uh, what, uh, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just those, those big-time uh, players are going to need to get paid here, and so we're going to have to cut some people that people might not want to see go, but that's the problem with having a good team. It's what the Seahawks went through, and that people need to realize these windows are so small. In order for you to have a 10-year window, you have to have some a prolific quarterback play to make up for those other positions that can take you, bring you back from 17 points down. I, you know, I love Blake, but I don't think Blake's bringing you back from 17 points down. I just, I just don't. When they know that you're throwing it, that's why it's so important to stay on schedule. That's why they invested in uh, in Norwell at the guard position. They're getting that line right. So, because you want to, you want to push the run, which you have Leonard Fournette, he's your bell cow, and then you want Blake Bortles to be able to run play action, be able to run to throw to his one of the five same receivers that he has. Nobody can check up on a receiver because there's no one target. No one's going to be like, we got to stop Marquise Lee. Oh, he's so good, we got to stop him. Oh, we got to stop DJ Chark, that guy's insane. I hope at some point conversations are being had like that, but nobody can key on receivers because they're all the same guy. Right, and not to mention you're running the ball 70% of the time. And that's another reason people were upset about Allen Robinson uh, letting him go. He just got, what was it, $20, 24000000 million, right. $25 million guaranteed. We can't give Allen Robinson $25 million and re-sign Jalen, Lenny, and all these guys. Now, albeit, Jalen's going to be up for his money next year, or he's going to want to restructure next year a la Odell Beckham, this whole thing. And then the year after that, that's when Lenny's going to want to restructure, get the Todd Gurley deal that he got in St. Louis because they, they gave Todd Gurley his deal a year early. And so Lenny's going to want his deal a year early like Todd Gurley got. because he's a mean, circle, man. He means as much to the Jaguars, if not more, than Todd Gurley means to the Rams. And and so Well, that's because you're keying your whole offense on that. And it's going to be so rough when you have to tell him Jalen Ramsey's getting a max contract. They share a locker room, man. They talk. They do, exactly. And Jalen's going to be like, yo, man. Yeah, I'm getting paid a lot. You know what I mean? And like, you could make the, yours. You could make the case that Leonard Fournette matters more to the team than Jalen Ramsey. We, I mean, I, Jalen Ramsey move exactly, and Jalen Ramsey has another top five player at the same position on the same team in AJ Bouye, where Leonard Fournette, his backup is TJ Yeldon or Corey Grant, as we talked about earlier. Right. So Leonard Fournette has a lot of leverage, and he can use it. He can get that Todd Gurley deal, if not more. We might have a Le'Veon Bell situation on our hands where the Jaguars try to tag him, because the Jaguars will try to tag one of these guys. And I think it might be Leonard Fournette. We might have a holdout situation here in a couple years. But let's not talk about that yet. I'm just right. I'm just giving you warning. The window's there, folks. Window is now. We got to act now. And we're looking to the Jaguars to do it. Hey, Pat, I'm actually uh, hoping at this point that I can call you out a little bit. Do you mind if I call you out a little bit? No, go ahead. So I want to reach back to a conversation we had the other day. Uh, I asked you if you had a good time at the game. And uh, you told me... Only this. I paid way too much money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, let's talk about it. Listen, I don't know if TIA Bank has less money than Everbank did, okay? Because I showed up, you know, wanted to park. I remember two, three years ago for a preseason game, I could have given you a buy one, get one free Big Mac coupon and got parking. <laughs> okay? I remember that. It was preseason. Pretty sure that know? guy didn't work there that you gave well, the coupon to. Well, it worked. Okay, I got my choice it of the lot. It was valid. Got my choice of the lot. I was able to park wherever I wanted, and that was the end of it. I pull up. Last year, parking for a regular season game, 20 bucks. Huh, okay, I'll give you the hit. I show up. Lady with a big old smile goes, 25 please. Oh, what extra am I getting this year? And this is for the preseason game? Preseason game. 
$25 to park. Oh, you got to be kidding me. To park in the same lot. They didn't cut the grass. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't put in plants. All right, 25 Did they throw in some country crock lemonade? <laughs> country time. Oh, no, yeah. it was the joke. I was, yeah, I used I know, country crock as a joke. I so, so I parked the car. Whatever. I, I take the hit. All right, 25 Fine. So be it. I'm, I'm minus five. Maybe I'll get a good experience, and it'll be a moral victory. You know? Mm-hmm. We get a little pregame in. We go into the oh, stands. Oh, pregame. I want my I want my entry beer before I even see the seat. I need some I need some beer flowing in. Thirsty man, of course. Yeah, thirsty yeah. for some football. The heat, humidity. Yeah, yeah, it rained earlier that day. Yeah, man. I Jackson need something will. to quench my thirst. Absolutely. Go to the beer lady. Same beer lady we've used for the last three years. Man, Olga. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hair got a little grayer, but still you know prime yeah. form. Beautiful. And uh, hey, one Bud Light, please. Last year, eight bucks. I do the typical. Here's a tenner. Keep the change. Boom. Your tip. That's a baller move. You know, hey, she's got to she's got to feed the kids too. That's I it. In here with Buku bucks. Dang, golly. And and of course she goes ten dollars. I said, yeah, I know, honey. It's ten bucks. I give you the eight for the beer. You get the two for yourself. <laughs> I know the game we play. Get you a couple McDoubles. And she goes, uh, no, it's it's ten bucks for the beer. Oh. Again. Oh. Again. All right. Am I going to get a little straw with an umbrella in it? Or well, what am I getting the extra $2 for? She's handing you the keg. Well, he, he, here's the problem, Olga. There's your tip, sweetheart. I don't got any extra bills for you. I got a tenner. It was for your tip. It's not coming to you. See you. Oh, Olga, does it, Olga doesn't make the prices. I don't prices. carry singles, man. Listen, if I went to the strip club as often as I used to, I'd have a couple extra bills on me, but it ain't there. <laughs> It ain't there anymore, all right? Oh, good I'm no. old now. I got I got bills to pay. I, I can't give you the, the, the ones anymore. All right, Pat. Now, I understand your gripes, but let me tell you right now. The Jaguars finally have a good football product on the field, and that's what's going to bring people there. So they have to try to take advantage. I mean, it sucks. If there's beer there, I will buy it. $10 beer, $12 beer, I'll get it because I need it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm with you, but I'm cutting corners somewhere. All right. I'm still making the same as I was making last year. All right. I, I'm glad you guys are doing well, but hey, I'm still in uh, square A. So here's where that what they're going to say to you. What are you going to do? Not drink a beer at the game? Is that what you're going to do? No, you're right. You're right. I'm going to have to pull a second mortgage out of my house. <laughs> so I can drink, I can drink more beer. That's this year. why they yeah, do it. I can no, enjoy no, myself no because problem. they know how much no we problem. need beer. Yeah. And they will make it, they can make it $15 and you get punched in the face whenever you get a beer. You'd see 18,000 black eyes in the stadium because people are just. You said getting... black eyes, <laughs> not black guys. Just. Just gotta yeah, no, clarify. No Corporate hey, Taylor <laughs> covering yeah, our ass. Yeah, no black. I don't have the money this month. Black right, just cut me off. eyes. Black eyes. That is that is a tricky one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Rant over, rant over. Let's try and bring it back. I just wanted to make sure the audience could see that side of Pat at least once in their life. If you don't mind, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the reins here for a minute because I have a point I want to make. By all means. Okay, I'm gonna make a point here. Jacksonville Jaguars 2018 will be in contention for a Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you that right now. We will have one of the best teams in the league, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay, I look at one of the best teams in history, the Dallas Cowboys and their makeup. Deion Sanders, best corner in the league. Okay, Emmitt Smith, best running back in the league. Okay, Troy Aikman, not even in the top 10. I'm going to tell you that right now. You can call me. I'm. You can say whatever you want about me, but I'm telling you right now, Troy Aikman is trash. Absolute trash. Should not be in the Hall of Fame. He only threw over 20 touchdowns in a season one time. 
one time his entire career. Blake's already done that, what, three times? Okay. And Troy Aikman only threw 20 touchdowns one time. Well, it's not like it was 28. It was actually 20 on the nose. That's the only number he's ever had, over 19. And so that team won three Super Bowls with Troy Aikman playing quarterback. This team can win one, if not more, Super Bowls. With the makeup they have and the culture that Tom Coughlin has put into this team, this team can be hella successful. But the window is short. Now, the Cowboys dynasty and the Patriots dynasty and all these dynasties, they're long because of a bunch of different things that got to go right. And it's a lot harder to go right in today's NFL because you've got so many analytics and things that go into it, salary cap issues, off-the-field stuff. It's, It's crazy. So you have chance right now, lightning in a bottle, where your defensive line is getting paid $50 million. You have two of the best cornerbacks in the league, if not the two best. You've got Boye on a good contract. You've got Jalen on a rookie contract. you got Blake Bortles, who has ascended as a very manageable, very consistent quarterback over the past eight games of last season. Hopefully you can carry that over. And you've got a top five running back in Leonard Fournette. This team can win a lot of games, and people have a lot to be optimistic about. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Am I, am I wrong? Is that is Jalen not Dion? Is, is Leonard Fournette? I mean, he's not as good as Emmitt Smith yet, but can he not represent what Emmitt Smith was for the Cowboys, for the Jaguars? That's that's actually a really good comparison you shot out there. That's I mean, again, Troy Aikman wasn't a flying circus act. He wasn't anything special. I mean, Troy, he's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the only quarterback that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame less than Troy Aikman is Joe Namath. Joe Namath, I mean, over his career, he, he threw almost as many interceptions as he did touchdowns. He wasn't that good. He had one good game, and it wasn't even that good. He just predicted before the game that he was going to win it. And so you uh, riding coattails, man. That's how you got in. That's all it was. Absolutely. I mean, if you're winning enough, who yeah. really cares what you did? Yeah. And the Jets only won that one time. You know, what else have they ever done? Well, Nothing. Yeah. Not squat, squat, douche. Nothing. Okay. And so if Troy Aikman can win multiple Super Bowls behind a good offensive line, a great defense, and uh, uh, the only player you're missing is Michael Irvin. But in today's NFL, you don't need Michael Irvin. Okay. The best receivers in the league rarely win Super Bowls anymore. Randy Moss was the best receiver on the planet with the Patriots. Got all the way to the Super Bowl. Had one of the best seasons ever. Didn't win it. Can you name me one receiver on that Giants team that won, that beat them in that game? One receiver. Doesn't matter. There's one. <laughs> David T. Ry- or David Tyree. I was trying okay? to think of the guy, yeah. The guy the, with the, the one, one catch. catch. Yeah, yeah, it is. What else did he do in his career? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. You got to catch lightning in a bottle. You got to have a bunch of guys out there that are just trying to win games. People would say uh, Pla- they had Plaxico Burris, okay? Yeah. And he, he, he made the game-winning catch, but he didn't. Plaxico Burris isn't going to the Hall of Fame. No. You don't need a Hall of Fame receiver. You don't. That's why I don't mind A-Rob. Take a walk. Go, to, go play with Trubisky. <clears throat> T.O. never got a Super Bowl. T.O. never got a Super Bowl. He played in one. Played in one. Yeah. T.O. never got a Super Bowl. Uh, Michael Irvin got a Super Bowl, but that's only because he played with Dion and uh, Smith. And, yeah, that's it. The greatest receivers very rarely win the Super Bowls. You know, it, it's it's always it's a it's just a nucleus, man. And the Jaguars got that nucleus, the cornerstones: Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Fournette, Blake Bortles, and then figure everything else out. But this team, you have that defensive line getting paid fifty million dollars for one more year, and they can get together. And they can put together another great defense, a top defense, possibly a historically good defense on the way to winning a championship. All right, gentlemen, listen, we are reaching our stopping point here, but I do want to take a quick minute to talk about the next preseason game. That is Jacksonville at Minnesota 
This coming Saturday, the 18th, 1 p.m., how are we feeling? Feeling good. Can't wait to see how the ones look up against their ones. That's what matters in the preseason. You're going to see Blake going up against one of the best defenses in the league. You could harp on the Jaguars' defense all day. Say they're great at every position. So is Minnesota. Minnesota's got great players at every position. You've got Daniel Hunter. You've got uh, Anthony Barr, great pass rusher. Xavier Rhodes, top five cornerback. Oh, absolutely. At Florida State, just like Jalen Ramsey. Yep. Uh, and then you have uh, Harrison Smith, arguably the best safety in the league. So he's going to be going up against a top defense for a whole quarter, uh, maybe three possessions, and we'll get to see that, and that'll be a real test. We'll get to see Kirk Cousins. You like that? And we'll see uh, We'll see how he plays out. He's you got know. a fat contract to prove as well. $82 million. What I do oh. for $82? $82, <laughs> $82 sounds good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so it's going to be a good game, but like I said, what you need to be looking at, if you do not, do please do not look at the score. If you're a Jaguars fan and you're looking at these preseason game box scores and the final score and the Jaguars go 0-2 in the preseason and you're sitting there gloom and doom like, we suck again. No, that is not the truth. The score does not matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter, okay? What matters is what you see on the field and the eyeball test. You want to see how the ones look against the ones. You want to see how the twos look against the twos. And you want to see the position battles, the bubble guys. Who's going to come through? I'm going to be looking at your boy. With Matu Puaka. Yeah, that's it. We're going to be looking at him. We're going to be looking at my guy, Hungaloo. We're going to be looking at Blair Brown. We're going to see what he looks like. Okay, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yeah. We're going to see if Tanner Lee is uh, going to make it through the whole game. I think they're going to give him a ticket to the other <laughs> side of the world instead of Minnesota. <laughs> I think they've already booked him he'd for be lucky like, to get, He'd be lucky to get a mini soda, like a tiny soda on the sidelines, yeah. rather than to actually play in the game. I hear he's traveling via Greyhound. Yeah, with Rashad so, Green. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they'll both make it right on time for like Monday morning. Rashad Green gets there on Muff Day. He'll be he'll be there. He'll, he'll be there bright and early on Muff Day, and he'll be ready. He'll be like, "Hey, can you catch us? Toss him a Gatorade or whatever." And he just runs away. He can't he does, can't touch it. No can't way. Wait. That's gonna yeah. be a good one. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, just look at the position battles, uh, Minnesota. I can't believe one o'clock on a Saturday. I, I can't think of anything else I'd rather do. This is gonna be great. Eat my lunch and watch uh, watch a good little preseason game. Absolutely, get you a fifteen dollar beer and a punch in the face and call it a good one. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that'll about do it for uh, this, the inaugural episode of Duval Hot Takes. The Maiden Voyage. Episode numero uno. That's right. I want to thank you guys for listening. I have been your moderator, Taylor Smith. I'm your host, Sean Daly. Co-host, Patrick Smith. And you could follow us on Twitter at Duval Hot Takes. You can like us on Facebook. Just search Duval Hot Takes. You could download the podcast anywhere podcasts are available, such as Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, the Stitcher app, Spotify, you name it, we're on it, okay? Please like the Facebook page. Please subscribe to the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right, please let us know how we did, okay? Thank you.